All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Dustin, Ryan, and Morgan. And uh, make sure you go follow us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook, or should we call it Meta now? Who knows at this point? Um, then also go on over to Apple, click subscribe, give us five stars, great review, nothing less. And while you're at it, open up the Spotify app. And in between listening to Taylor Swift and uh, Drake, going over to Miserable and Reckless and click follow on that as well. All right, moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dustin, what you got? <laughs> Chuckles for Morgan. That's what I got. Um, <laughs> he, he groaned at the perfect time. Uh, a few quick things. I haven't been watching the World Series, but I saw the story about this Braves pitcher who broke his leg and then finished the inning. Yep. That is incredible. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's good, bad or ugly or all of them are just amazing, but I just wanted to bring it up. Um, that's amazing. He threw 16 pitches on a broken leg. Wow. Charlie. And like, yeah. Charlie Morton. Char- there you go. Yeah. I mean, I just, just incredible. Like if you, if you haven't seen that America, go check it out. Cause it's, that's nuts. Good for him. Like too bad. He doesn't get to play the rest of the world series. Also, apparently, that's pretty bad for the Braves because he was there. Very much so. Ace. But typical, right? Um, next, uh, The next good is uh, Duke won, put that in quotes, by all accounts against Villanova in their super secret, not so secret scrimmage that they held in Washington, D.C. this past weekend. Um, it, the NCA has a bunch of weird rules about like what you can do at exhibition games and whether you can talk about like scrimmages. So they had to do this fake, like closed door, basically essentially practice, but it wasn't a practice. And uh, both teams put out like videos around it. And of course all of the shots were made in their videos and all the shots were of the other team, like didn't get made in, the, in, in their opponents. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of funny that the, it shows how dumb the NCAA is that they had to go to those lengths, but it still doesn't matter. Villanova's preseason number four in the nation and Duke won. I'll take it. Um, let's see. The other thing I'd say is AJ Reddick. I saw, I want to just say another good for him is he's an ESPN analyst these days. So he, he retired what, just a few weeks ago and he's already going to be on TV. So. I've had it, man. Love it. Love JJ. Don't love the NBA, but hope he does well there. What TV, Dina? I'll watch. I think he's ESPN. All right. Working for the evil empire. It's funny, though. You talk about the super, uh, super secret scrimmage. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to Packer and Durham at all, but they were, all Sometimes. Talking, about, they were talking about that uh, <laughs> yesterday or two days ago. They were like, shh, you're not allowed to talk about it, even though it's on Twitter, but shh. It didn't happen, but it did. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. I just, it, I think more than anything, it shows how ridiculous the NCA rules are and how, to what lengths you have to go to like meet those standards. It's just dumb. Like Villanova and Duke play a game, but it couldn't be on TV and it couldn't be talked about, but it was talked about and a lot of details came out about it. And you could put out little videos about it. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm with him on that. It's it's dumb. All right, Morgan, good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, man? <laughs> All right, well, good. <clears throat> um, 
last weekend, Brody uh, decided he wanted to play Mission Impossible and climb out of his bed um, in the morning on Saturday. We just sat there watching him. He he tried multiple times, and then the sec, uh, I think the fourth time, he got that leg up over, <clears throat> climbed around, flipped around, and lowered himself down onto the ground and started playing with his toys. So we looked at each other and said, all right, well, it's time to move to the big boy bed. So Brody officially moved into his big boy bed Saturday, and we thought we were going to have issues with it right off the bat. And so far, he has been awesome with it. Yeah. When he's ready for bed, he's like, bed, bed. And we go over there, lay him in the bed, wait for him to fall asleep. And I raise up this little, I think it's probably... Oh, like 15, no, like a foot and a half in length um, wall, like a little kind of barrier thing that keeps him from rolling over and falling out of the, out of the crib, well, bed now, but he loves it. It's, he's got a big, uh, big Paw Patrol blanket and Paw Patrol sheets and a pillow. He's, uh, he's always excited now to go take a nap or get in the bed, so we're, we're thrilled that that part kind of went pretty smoothly. Uh, sticking with the kids, both of them have been somewhat sick all week, throwing up whether it's both of them or just one of them. Both threw up in the same car seat that back-to-back days, which was awesome. Uh, cleaned that out before getting on here. And then um, my ugly... I'm just going to say Syracuse. And if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. A team that we decided to kick out of the ACC decided that they didn't like me kicking them out, so they decided to beat my team. Uh, if Just when you think things can't get any worse, you lose to Syracuse. Hey, you're just marching right on towards a new coach. And once again, and, and I, I know, I know, but once again, Inside the five yard line and no points. I just, I'll take, the, I'll tell you what, I will say this the silver lining out of that game was we found out we had a running back and a guy named Malachi. He rushed for over 140 yards. And then he's just like, you've had him on this team the entire year and you've, he's not, I don't think he's had barely a snap the entire season. I'm sure Cornell's was going, oh, I didn't know we had him. I guess I'll use him. It's like, yeah, I guess you will, won't you? <laughs> guess what? Sounds like too late, mother. Too late, you little piece of crap. You, you and your boyfriend Fuentes are out the door. So, um, sounds like, like you like, got a Heisman contender there on your hands. No, we don't. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Not going down that road again. Well, let's nope. see who they have. So, next. it's Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have uh, we have Georgia Tech next, which I'm sure they're going to put up. Uh, I'm sure they're going to pull Paul Johnson out of retirement, and he's going to make my life much better. So that's going back to the triple play. option next week. <laughs> you know what? Though it's not Bud Foster running that defense anymore, and apparently. Bud Foster just couldn't find out a way to beat it. So, hey, we, we can finally beat it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that's that. So, All right, I got Ryan, that. Go ahead, Morgan. I got that going for me. So. <laughs> All right, Ryan, throwing it over to you. Good, the bad, and the ugly. I have one question for Morgan. Morgan, yeah. at what point 
if they throw up in the same seat, at what point do you just leave it for the next day just in case? Uh, not at all because that shit smells, dude. <laughs> and it will linger. And no. I was just trying to make your life more efficient. Sorry. That How would that make my life more efficient? It'll, it'll stay. And in he's going to puke in his car. Yeah. <laughs> Angle, go have a kid and then and then come back and... and uh, had yeah. that comment that that same yeah. that same um, advice. You can't project manage uh, Morgan's <laughs> life right now. Sorry. Speaking of Cloud good, doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I project manage. <laughs> uh, speaking of good, speaking of kids, I got to see um, some extended family again. They're still in town, so they got to come over and see the house. Speaking of good, speaking of kids, speaking of people being project managers, I was cracking up when um. My wife's trying to hold a business meeting of, of some importance. And uh, my nieces are running around in circles. Like it's like they're imitating the Kentucky Derby upstairs, just screaming and yelling to their heart's content. I was dying laughing. I thought it was so funny. Uh, I don't know how that call went. I didn't have the heart to ask, but <laughs> oh, well, uh, that's a little bonus. Good. Uh, good. My good is kind of all one thing. Um, I was real excited last Saturday to turn on and see that Marty and McGee and SEC Nation were in Oxford. That was awesome. So we got to see all the favorites that we've talked about on here. Uh, obviously, Marty and McGee and Tim Tebow was there with his crew of people. And uh, Lane showed up. He was overdressed as usual in his hoodie and mesh shorts. Um, we had Wright Thompson stop by. Uh, they did a little piece on his hat and his writing. Uh, Eli Manning's number got retired in the end zone, painted the end zone with the Manning colors. He got to lead the the kids through uh, Walk of Champions through the Grove there. So that was cool. Wait, what's um, crazy is that was the uh, that was the weekend that you and I briefly floated the idea of going to Oxford. I know. I know. <laughs> Everybody. I texted. Lo- I texted Logan. I was like, man, being an uncle kind of has its perks, but it also kind of sucks. <laughs> Because the reason why we didn't go is because I was doing uncle things. So, oh, well, um, I much prefer to be an uncle than to go to a football game. I'm sure all the stars will realign and all of that will happen again. They'll, they'll re-retire Eli Manning's number and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. So it was good to, it was good to see my extended family. We got together together last weekend. We got to have a big mini guys weekend. We talked about guys weekend a little bit. We had a big screen set up and got to watch a movie and, so that was cool. Um, no clue what they're teaching the kids these days. Um, not to go down the, the route my brother-in-law did, but I watched a particular movie and I was staring at my brother's side-eyed half of it. It's about like an overbearing mom and stuff like that. The kids are sitting there with rapt attention. I'm like, what are you teaching your daughter? <laughs> so whatever. Uh, maybe that could be my bad. My other bad, speaking of my brother-in-law, anyone catch that nine overtime loss for Penn State to Illinois? I mean, if you're going to lose, like don't lose in nine overtimes. That's a historically bad loss. No one's ever lost at nine overtimes. Yeah, just also, lose six overtimes. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's a shot at my team, but all right. <laughs> I uh, They said no, no game had ever gone to seven overtimes before. And then it went to seven overtimes, and I was like, well, all right, I guess we got history. And then it just got historically worse. Uh, the coach yesterday, James Franklin, he's in rumors for potentially going to LSU and USC and other places. They asked him um, to kind of, like, defer that. And he said, well, I'm just really focused on Illinois this weekend. And so they had kind of asked him, since he had just played Illinois, 
to maybe like tell him, you know, what he was focused on. And he said, we're just focused on playing Illinois at the big house. So considering he's playing Ohio state in the horseshoe, I, I don't think the coach's mind is in the right place. So when you're going to lose nine overtimes to Illinois, and then you're going to double down with reporters and not even know who you're playing. That's, that's a bad week, Penn state. Yep. He's out of there. And then, uh, I'll take, I'll make my ugly real quick. I'm going to take a moral victory, Morgan in our pick them this week. I went ahead and gave us a half point for picking Navy because uh, Cincinnati almost won. They were in the game, no. 40 seconds left. <laughs> no, you don't get a half point. Them. That's not how it works. This is America. There's wins and losses. Unless it's well, the NFL, but we all know the NFL sucks. <laughs> true. It was a moral victory, apparently, and moral victories I hate. So uh, also speaking of things I hate, Cincinnati's play. Uh, good luck, guys, because if you can't beat Navy – Without like seventy five penalties, <laughs> they were getting chippy with the mids, and I'm not even saying that as a as a fan. I mean, even the commentators were commentating on how terrible the end of the game was. There was two pass interference calls at the end of the game. They gave up a fumble, or uh, sorry, an onside kick. It was Cincinnati. Can't believe you're still number two in the country. That's a joke. So, and another other news: Cincinnati will be playing Alabama in the playoffs. Well. Turn that game off. Let's go yes. Bearcats. Speaking of ugly, that game. <laughs> 50 to nothing and half by halftime. Good, bad, and the ugly. There we go. All right, so that brings it to me. Let's start with the good. The good is the Atlanta Braves are back in the World Series for the first time since 1999. I was five years old uh, last time they were there. And, um, you know, it's good to be able to watch them play for the championship. One game one, lost game two. So one to one going back to Atlanta. I'm happy about that. Um, referencing Dustin's, you know, uh, good talking about Charlie Morton. It was it's incredible what he was able to do, but at the same time, you know, he's out for the series, so that kind of that sucks for Atlanta. Hopefully, this team has enough to get it done. I'd like for one team that I pull for to win something of significance at some point in my life. So Atlanta's got the best shot right now. Moving into teams that disappoint me, uh, the bad. Um, Last weekend, NC State lost to Miami 31-30. Um, anything that – it wasn't that they even played terrible because they didn't. They just had a few, like, moments in the game that just kind of cost them. The game. One in particular that really, really frustrated me, especially when you see the replay of it. It was a missed call in the third or fourth quarter. I think it was the fourth, fourth quarter. Miami was setting up for a field goal in fourth and five. NC State gets flagged for offsides, gives Miami an automatic first down because of the five-yard penalty. They go on to score a touchdown. Keep in mind, we lose by one point. Well, you look at the replay. It was a botched call by the officials because the uh, snapper moved the ball, resets the ball. No flag, no snap infraction penalty. Corey Durden, um, the Florida State transfer, jumps after the first movement of the ball. And it, was, it wasn't like a flinch. It was a significant like six inches, he moved the ball. He gets flagged for offsides. They get the first down. So NC State shit, yes, yeah, still a thing. Um, but yeah, it. I don't put a lot of stock into it. Um, but if they've been pretty accurate for NC State so far, the I know Dustin hates this, but the ESPN FPI had this as the Miami game as our hardest game left on the schedule. Had us losing that game. The rest of them throughout the year, they have us winning. We'll see if we can do it because the Wolfpack can still control their own destiny. If we can win out the last five games, we win the division and we likely play Pitt and Charlotte for the ACC title. So we really need uh, Clemson to take care of Wake Forest and NC State to take care of business the rest of the way if we drop another one not named Wake Forest. 
Um, moving into the ugly, it just sucks for um, keeping the NC State related. Isaiah Moore, um, he he was probably playing the best of any linebacker in the ACC this year. Um, dude who's had a complete transformation since he stepped foot on campus in Raleigh a few years ago. He, him and Peyton Wilson were two of the top five running back or linebackers, I mean, in the conference this year. And Peyton Wilson goes out um, a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, it was a Mississippi State game. And then um, Isaiah Moore goes out here. So they're two of four starters on defense that are out for the season. The defense is still going to be solid, but we're not going to be as good as we've been. It's time for the offense to actually kind of like start throwing the ball more. So we'll see how that goes. Bad luck, injury bug bites us. But that's my good, the bad, and the ugly. Could be worse. Could be the COVID bug. Yeah, it could be. That already happened in baseball. So I don't know if my heart <laughs> can take that happening again. <laughs> All right, we can look we, ahead. What's going maybe on? Maybe we shouldn't make jokes about COVID. Uh, what are y'all doing? Well, we I'm, were supposed- I, I'm oh, sitting here waiting on this NASCAR update. I want to know what's going to happen. No, 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 no. That comes after we hear what you guys are doing. <laughs> no, I, I'm really interested. Want to know? Well, okay. Very briefly. Well, very briefly. Kyle Larson won a race. I know everyone's super surprised for the third time <laughs> in a row, for the second time this season, which pairs him. See what I'm doing here? Three, two, one, with one other driver who happens to be Dale Sr. So he entered rarefied air this weekend by doing three races, two times in one season. Only one other driver's ever done that. So uh, so that's pretty impressive. So you got eight drivers left. Kyle's obviously locked in. And uh, you got seven guys fighting for three spots, essentially, then. Jason Denny are right up there in second and third, separated by a couple points. And then Kyle Busch is around. Uh, and fourth, and then there's some other guys that basically need to win to get in. You got three races left. The last race is the championship race. There's two more. This weekend is fun if you want to watch it. It's Martinsville. It's a short track in Virginia. They give out a grandfather clock to the winner of the mm-hmm. of the race, which is a pretty damn sweet trophy, I must say. I gave That's, you that. It's pretty noticeable, you know, like especially if you got about four of them. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it doesn't doesn't uh. What's his name? Blanking on his name. He's got like seven of them. The guy just retired. The Jeff like seven time champion. No. Jeff Gordon's got a few. Oh, Jimmy Johnson probably has Jimmy a few Johnson. Yeah, he yeah. has like seven of them. <laughs> anyway. So there's a truck race on Saturday at one. There's the triple A race, if you want to use the baseball terminology, at six. And then there's the main race on Sunday at two. So we'll see how it goes. But uh I'd love to see Kyle Larson chasing Denny. Um, not just because I'm a Chase Elliott fan, but those guys have been pretty solid all year. Kyle Busch is a is is a very talented driver. So if the four of them were able to pull through, um, that's a that's a pretty interesting finale. But as like what happened last weekend with other playoff co- or non playoff cars out there t- kind of taking you out, it, it, that could be that could get real interesting real fast. So. I I've been meaning to tell you, Angle. I had the radio on last week when the race was on and uh, radio announcers are awesome anyway. Like if you're the old school NASCAR fans or, or radio people, Correct. but the, uh, I had it on and one the, I think it was uh, one of the announcers or one of the sideline reporters was basically like, she said, 
what separates us from the stick and ball sports is that uh, you still, uh, even during the playoffs, you still have a chance to win talking about the race. And I was just like, okay, lady, uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the guy who's running 40th is real thrilled to be running in this playoff race. That's real fun. But anyway, she said that and I chuckled. I was like, got to remember to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> For those that have listened to the radio or know anything about it or catch themselves listening, Dave Bagley, I think I'm getting his, I hope I'm getting his name right. I know his nickname, the bag man. Uh, he's, he's been announcing forever. So you can catch him during a road course race. He often does the turns cause they need a different announcers at all the turns. But when I, it's a, it's a treat in my new car to be able to listen to the race. If we're driving around on a Sunday and, and hear him getting all fired up going into turn two, you know, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. There's 273 laps left. <laughs> he gives it his yeah. all. So. Those old school guys were the best. They were, they were, they had to tell you what was going on. You didn't sit at home and watch it. Yeah. All right. That's our NASCAR update for the week. <laughs> Anyone doing anything else fun? Uh, we were supposed to go up to uh, Hoodbridge, Virginia, <laughs> and see uh, Crystal's <laughs> folks and her sister. Her sister had a uh, a baby back in September, so we were going to go up to see the new niece. But um, with both kids vomiting every day um one we're not sure what it could be and two we don't want to drive in a four to five hour car ride um makes sense with uh, kids throwing up plus with a name like hoodbridge it sounds like a nice destination so it's a shame you guys of will course. miss out <laughs> if you've never been to hoodbridge i, I highly suggest you visit Maybe that can and be for that. those who don't know what I'm talking about, obviously, it's called Woodbridge, but hopefully most people out there listening <clears throat> know what that is. So That can be your southern spotlight next time you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I welcome like that. Tune in in like three episodes, America. You'll hear all about it. <laughs> it's like, just, like, just like Chevy Chase and Vacation. Just think about this, kids. It's part of America you don't get to see every day. Roll them up. It's not not inaccurate. (laughs) So for me, um, another home game this weekend. I got Louisville here. It's homecoming at NC State. So it's red and white week. Big week uh, for the for the pack. Always fun because we have a lot of a lot of people that, you know, a lot of alumni come back this weekend with it being homecoming. So it's always a fun game. Always a good crowd. We're under the lights. Seven thirty. Hopefully we can take care of business at home. But um, then, you know, like I said, it's Halloween weekend. So probably after the game, um, assuming that everyone, at least one or two people, don't back out on me. I, I want to be able to go out with my uh, Tom Cruise Top Gun Maverick costume and you know celebrate Halloween. So that's my weekend. Are you going to be a sexy Top Gun? <laughs> nah, just more like average white guy top gun <laughs> which which costume did you get was it the jumpsuit or was it just the jacket it was the jumpsuit nice i had the jacket one year <laughs> nice <laughs> every uh every girl on halloween finds a way to sexualize something i'm a sexy desk oh <laughs> cool <laughs> i'm a sexy dinosaur oh neat <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm an I'm a naughty stapler. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are not wrong about that. That is like 
what tends to happen on Halloween. Well, punch a hole in me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. So on that note, Halloween. Enjoy (laughs) trick-or-treating with your kids. Uh, It is funny living in... It is funny. So, Morgan, you said the whole no kids thing, right? It is... Mm -hmm. We moved to a new neighborhood and we're in the awkward position, especially because it's a little bit of an older neighborhood of asking like, so like what, uh, what happens? Like, do we have to put out candy? Like do kids come around? Like, like, like do your grandkids show up or like, are they like adults now? Cause some of the people are so old and, uh, I have a feeling that what's going to happen is when we ask this, I, if our neighbors are smart, they're going to tell us to put out whatever it is that their favorite candy is. And then they're just going to come swipe all of it. If they were smart, that's what they would do. <laughs> so <clears throat> in other words, they're going to ask you to put out like small bottles of if and sure or something. Yeah. Butterscotch. Or there's original. <laughs> exactly. Denture cleaners. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, all right. We're done with Halloween. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, does 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 Logan? I mean, does Dust not like Halloween? It has nothing to do with it. We're talking about Denver cleaners. It's time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin's like next topic. All right. <laughs> so I, if we're past the weekend look at. Let's go back into the college football pickup. So Morgan, take it away, dude. <clears throat> All right, welcome back to College Football Pick'em. Start off with the records. Logan is winning with 17 and 12. Let's Dustin, go. <laughs> Dustin's following in behind his brother at 15 and 14. I'm right behind him at 14 and 15. And Ryan is at 13 and 16. He could be tied with me, but he decided to pick Clemson, and that's on him. At home. It was actually, <laughs> it was a pit. Is that pit? Yeah. Oh. So well. not our fault you read it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You, you made the notes. <laughs> I copied it wrong. No wonder. Um, I'm not gonna get too much into the top twenty five. I'm just gonna give you the, the who's in the top top four because really that's the playoffs and that's all we care about, right? So Georgia's at one since he barely beat Navy and said two. Bama at three, because, you know, what's the playoffs about Bama? Because, you know, when they lost to Texas A&M, they put them at five instead of at seven or eight. And finishing out at four is Oklahoma. It's be interesting to see how this season plays out. I'm sure Cincy will find its way out, and Ohio State will find its way in, and we'll have Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Exciting. <laughs> so, well, on- but, hey. Hey, now it's not on the list here, but Coastal Carolina is still at like 24. So we still got them to cheer for boys. Yeah, I was just saying, where's the rest of the top 25? Did, did someone <laughs> get mad because their team's not in it and say, I'm just done? Here's 20 of them. I was saving space in the notes, to be honest, so that <laughs> all of the games would fit on one page. <laughs> all right. A tight game with, uh, with Troy as we speak. So, so more, more on Coastal at the end. I got a little thing for them, but sorry I didn't highlight University of Texas San Antonio. <laughs> All right, let's get on to our games. 
So we have Michigan and khaki pants versus Michigan State, Kirk, the Cousins old team. Or we can pick Penn State at Ohio State, but I think we'll go with Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah, because so, I didn't want to pick two Big Ten games. That would be way nah, too much coverage. And Wait, who the hell wants to talk, who the hell wants to talk about game. Penn State anyway? You can't even beat a team. Um, I don't recognize the name of the conference you just referenced. Oh, Rutgers Conference. Uh, that, there we okay, go. I got it now. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. There we go. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Dustin, who are you picking, man? I mean, sure as shit ain't picking Jim Harbaugh. I'm a Spartan <laughs> this weekend, baby. Let's go. Damn right. Logan. Yeah, I've said it from the beginning of our days here on MNR. I have one rule when it comes to games like this. I, any school that's named University of, fuck them. That's why. So you know exactly. what's happening. I'm going with the land-grant university, Michigan, Satan, Sparty, getting it done. And number eight's taking down number six this weekend. Let's go. <laughs> well, I don't like Michigan or Coach Harbaugh. So I'm going to go with Kurt D. Cousins' old team, Michigan State. <laughs> You like that? <laughs> I would have liked right. it if they would have signed him to a contract. Yeah, that would have been nice too, but he didn't like it there. So <laughs> so this is one of those times where I can try and make up, uh, you know, a spot or two in the rankings just in case because I could pick the, the better team that we've all picked against. But I have a feeling we're going to hear about how we all decided at the beginning of this year, a little bit later on, that Michigan was going to suck. So I'm sticking with the group. I'm saying this is the week that Michigan finally gets taken down. Man, I've been cheering against them every single week because I, I'm I, not because I care. I just want us to be right. So this is the week that Michigan starts to suck, and I can't wait. The four of us are going to be wearing that that beautiful, beautiful shade of of green. We're going to be cheering for Sparty with his fake muscles on the sidelines. Looks more creatine, more creatine than Jose Canseco. Can't wait. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Next up, Catholics versus uh, wine and cheese, or other as other people call them, kid North Carolina. Um, Ryan, it's your team. Who are you going with? I'll let you go first. Well, it's at South Bend, and this is one of those really important games. That's much more important than those conference with Rutgers games that we just had to pick. So uh, I'm gonna go with my heart, which is what I've been doing all year, which is why I'm in last place. I really hope Carolina pulls it out. I doubt we will. But someone's got to take down Notre Dame. I really don't think they're as good as they are. And I've been saying that all season, so I'm going to keep saying it. All right. And on that note, I'll go back to the top at the one who's been pulling Colin Catholics all season. And what are you you thinking, Dustin? Are you going to continue with that one? Hell yeah. I'm Catholic trained all the way. (laughs) I mean, look, here's the deal. know a lot of Catholics. I'm friends with a lot of Catholics. I like a lot of Catholic people. They're great. So I got to go with Notre Dame on this one. <laughs> also, I'm going to keep picking them because Angle's wrong. He just wants to be right so bad that Notre Dame is not good, that they're not. Notre Dame is consistently a top 15 or 20 team easy every year. That's so, not because they're good. <laughs> it is because they're good. They wouldn't be ranked there if they weren't. I can look. I love. I can't wait to see another Carolina loss this year, and it's <laughs> going to be wonderful. Mm. Logan. Yeah. So I mean, this is a top ten match. Oh wait, no, Carolina already fell out of the top twenty-five. 
preseason number 12, my ass. Give me the Catholics all day. Let's go fighting Irish. Oh, yeah. Uh, just like the Catholics wanting to drive the tea drinkers out of Ireland, the uh, Catholics up in South Bend are going to drive the tea drinkers out of there back down to Carolina. Go Catholics. Because tell them, Morgan, while they may have wine and cheese, we got Irish coffee and Irish whiskey and everything exactly. with the Catholics. So let's and, go fighting Irish. And exactly. All right. Florida State at Clemson. Uh, real, real quick. Having God. been to that stadium in South Bend, we should go. I'm just saying it. I point, agree. I want to go. Let's make an effort to go. That's all that needs to be said on it. It's it's one of those things you should do. And America, do it. Trust me. Just just do it. It's I really good. I really wanted to go in 2017 um, when there was a top 20 matchup between NC State and Notre Dame there. Uh, but I was also 23 years old and didn't have any money. So <laughs> I watched it on TV. Just <laughs> get a credit card and pay it off later. <laughs> Sorry, right. I sidetracked us. <laughs> That's fine. Next up, Free Shoes University versus No Offense Clemson. <laughs> Dustin, who you got? Oh, this game's in Death Valley. So I'm going with the Tigers. I mean, Florida State is still figuring it out. They've had a little they, flashes of maybe a little bit better than they were last year. But they still have the same Clemson's, quarterback. And I know Clemson's struggling, but it is in Death Valley. So I'm going with Clemson. Logan. Yeah, so Jordan Travis, the Florida State quarterback, he's a sneaky, good quarterback. He is a dual-threat guy who has pretty good speed for the QB position. Um, That makes them dangerous on offense, but Clemson's defense has still been legit all year. This game's at home. I think they're going to do just enough to grind out another 17-14, to 21-17 to type win. And I'm also pulling for the Tigers to win out and take down those uh, Wake Forest Demon Deacons later in the year. So let's go, Clemson. Get it done. Again. I'm going to be odd here. I think Florida State's going to win. I'm to hell with it, man. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Yeah, free shoes. How often do you hear me pick free shoes? So Never, ever. Never. So first time right here in America. Don't 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 fuck it up or I'll never pick you again. <laughs> right, who you got? Well, since I picked Clemson at Death Valley last week, I'm gonna keep going with Clemson at Death Valley because it worked out so well for me last week, even though the game was at Pittsburgh. Are we sure the game have we checked? Is the game in Tallahassee? Just all right. Well, I'm going with Clemson at home again for the second week in a row. Tiger Town Tavern gets them. And uh, another place, if you've never been, you should go. And uh, I hope you're not tuning in for actual analysis of the game because I'm giving you none of that this week. <laughs> Any Southern spotlights? Well, United <laughs> States spotlights because South Bend's in Indiana. All right, move on. Ah, exactly. And then sometimes we've got to throw in a, a game just to please other people. But here's, here's a nice boring one for you. TCU at K-State. <laughs> Dustin, who you got? How does that feel, Brad? Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Agree. Well, let me. I'm just I'm just messing. Be, I'm just because kidding. of Brett, I've watched quite a few K-State games in my day. Um, that means nothing about this game. But it does mean I have loyalty towards K-State because of Brett. So I'm picking K-State. However, I probably won't watch the game if I'm being honest. I will check the score, though, just to see, like, 
you know, what, what's my record going to be at the end of the week? <laughs> Logan. Yeah. So like, I, admittedly, I've never said this on the podcast, but I have a weird affinity for big 12 football. I don't know why I watch a lot of big 12 football. I find it very entertaining. Not that I want baseball to ever be like that, but I do. I like Big 12 football. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I guess it's like golf. You can put it on on a rainy day and just kind of like fall asleep and wake up every now and then. And like, ah, oh, I'm still on. <laughs> but with that being said, I can't say that I've ever purposefully watched a TCU or a K-State game when they aren't playing one of Oklahoma State or Texas Tech. Um, it, look, it was it was the old coach's name, Bill Snyder. I think it was. I think his kid mm-hmm. is the coach now at K-State. Um, just based on me not knowing anything about these teams other than them both being purple. Um, give me give me the, the little apple, Kansas State, in this one. Wow, cats. <laughs> well, I'm going to go as well here on K-State, Brett's team. I hope they pull it out. Um, I've never been a TCU fan. So, go K-State. All right. Um, I'm going to go K-State too, but for a variety of reasons. You mentioned the Little Apple. Uh, they're called that because they're in Manhattan. Uh, that's a nice drink. So um, that's why I'm picking this team. Second of all, um, I don't know what a horned frog is. That sounds made up. And I don't like figments of, of my imagination playing football. So that's terrible. But Third of all... You're a Tar Heel fan. Makes sense. Well, <laughs> stubborn as hell. So that fits. Third of all... <laughs> In this Heartland Purple Uniforms Bowl, we have a one team that will be wearing purple, and that, I believe, because they're playing at home, would be the K-State Wildcats. So I'm picking the team wearing purple in the Purple Uniforms Bowl. For those three reasons alone, and because they had a player that they nicknamed Little Gronk a couple of years back, uh, I'm going with the K-State Wildcats. Again, expert analysis coming from me. Just wanted to point that out. And another thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's round it off with Ole Miss at Auburn. This should actually be a good game. Um, I might actually tune in and watch this if uh, the kids allow me. And I'm not watching Paw Patrol all day. (laughs) Or Pete the Cat. Pete the Cat's a book we get to read at night 500 times. Never gets old. I actually don't have to. The lights are off. I don't have to use the uh, the little nightlight anymore to read the pages because I have it memorized. I've read it so many times. (laughs) It's a wonderful thing, man. Pete the cat, too cool for school. Fun stuff. Um, Dustin, what you got? (laughs) Well, uh, I haven't picked any road dogs this week, and seems like getting on the lane train would be a good time to pick a road dog. So I'm in. Let's go lane train. Yeah. Hell yeah. Logan. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I've been on the Matt Corral lane train for about three weeks now. So, yeah, I'm doing it again. Lane Kiffin, getting it done on the road in Auburn. Let's go. Oh, hell yeah. I definitely, same here. Ole Miss, go Ole Miss. I hope Lane uh, blows Auburn out of the water. Well, Ryan. All right. It's nice that you all have joined me on the lane train. Uh, there will be no toilet papering of the trees in Auburn this weekend. Forget the name of the corner. Something's corner because it doesn't matter. Have, I thought they didn't have trees there anymore, didn't they? The wacko Bama fan. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying we should do anything crazy like that. I'm just saying that they ain't going to toilet paper the trees like you see in that terrible Heisman commercial. 
because it ain't going to be happening because the lane train is going to roll into town. Incidentally, strictly based off of the coach's awesome appearance and his Saturday getup, I went out and I bought myself, I think this will be news to my wife for the first time, a $15 pair of Navy champion mesh, old mesh shorts. I plan on wearing those with a gray hoodie, and that's going to be my Halloween uniform. I'm going to be Lane Kiffin for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Auburn can find other ways to use that toilet paper, like dry their eyes from the horrible loss that they're going to take. Just carry a golf ball with you. <laughs> Absolutely. The Tennessee game. If anyone asks who I am, I'm just going to hold it up. That in a mustard bottle. <laughs> Easiest Halloween so, costume ever. <laughs> and I'll just round it off real quick. The other teams receiving votes that we are going to talk about. Miami versus Pitt. Uh, Pitt's going to destroy Miami. Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech. Uh, next up, uh, Duke at Wake. <laughs> Let's go Duke. Uh, go Duke. Hopefully they take Wake down. Don't bet on that. <laughs> Louisville at NC State. Come on, State. And Georgia versus Florida. Now, in other times, this would be a big game to if Florida was ranked. So, it should should still be a good game. I think I'll definitely probably keep my eyes on that game as well if I have time. But Morgan, I made a comment about vomit before I knew about your your week and your kids. Sorry about that. No, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> There's a lot of vomit at the Georgia Florida game. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> probably gonna be probably gonna be a lot of vomit at the Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech game for people who have to actually watch it. <laughs> so that's right. it for uh, that is it for this week's pick 'em. All right, you guys are gonna have to help me because I haven't been watching the the scores because I wanted to be honest about this. Here's my thought process for my bowl prediction for this week. We're gonna talk about bowl predictions in a little bit. My thing is Coastal, ECU, Liberty. Middle Tennessee State, App State, and NC State all win. That's six schools. It's like a mad, it's like a mega parlay. If one school loses, I'll take an L in my record. But if I go six and oh, I want to gain an L or a win in the record column. What do you say? I, I have no clue if Coastal and ECU are winning I think right that's now. You said it was because it's the third quarter, still a lot of yeah. time left, but South Florida is beating ECU 14 to six and it's raining. So. I'll still stick with them. All right. Coastal, Coastal, ECU, Liberty, Middle Tennessee State, App State, and NC State. And I'm putting up. I'm putting yep. NC State in there at the end. So Logan, that, that's that'll give me some incentive to watch uh, that Louisville NC State suck fest. <laughs> <laughs> and so well, if all teams win, you get what now? He gets an a extra, win. Gets an extra a, win. Him lose, he gets a loss. I'm in. Yeah, hell yeah. I, it, yeah look, with, you, with your sorry ass record and pick them, it ain't gonna hurt you none. So, plus it's a fun way to bring those six teams in. We've <laughs> talked about him in the past, so fuck it. Let's go. We'll do an update next week. We'll let America know what happened. We started cursing a lot more on this podcast. Sorry if you're listening with your kids. From the yeah. From the very beginning, though, I'll put the explicit label on this. So if they're listening with their kids, it's really their fault. There you go. Uh, that's it. All right. It's like buying a rap album for your 12-year-old. Who's really at fault? Walmart's got the edited version. Society, Logan. Society. <laughs> 
All right, Logan, what you got? Southern Spotlight. Yeah, Southern Spotlight. So normally, you know, we like to try to highlight something in the South. A lot of times we've gone, whether it's a Southern, kind of like Southernism, so to speak, with a saying or whether it's a local place. But this week, you know what? I was inspired tonight at dinner. I'm doing a chain, but it's a chain that I hold near and dear to my heart. It is a uh, started in the South. And the reason I thought about it was because my buddy Drew texted me today. Me and him work a quarter mile apart. He lives in Apex. I live in Raleigh. So once every couple of weeks, we try to get together, you know, and uh, get some wings or a burger or something. And um, he texted me today and said, hey, man, I don't want to go to Yard House today. Uh, he's like, let's go to Hooters. So Hooters is my southern spotlight this week, folks, because Hooters, <laughs> I'm coming to a full-throated defense for anyone that wants to talk trash about Hooters, because Hooters is a place that started in Florida. But the Hooters specifically that we ate at tonight on Wake Forest Road in Raleigh, North Carolina, was the very first Hooters outside of the state of Florida in the entire country. It's the one that I've been eating at the last nine years that I have been here, been there with many friends throughout the years. But people always like to be like, you're only going for the girls. Um, you know what? Honestly, we're not. Just want to kind of put a defense out there for Hooters because the wings are fantastic. They have the boneless wings that are good, but those are glorified chicken nuggets. You want to get the bone-in traditional wings. <laughs> and not only do they have the traditional traditional wings, but they have smoked traditional wing, uh, wings now with habanero uh, garlic dry rub on it. Oh, my gosh. Ridiculously good. I had them tonight. Can attest. Uh, you need to try it. Hooters is a American staple and is something that um, – more people need to give a shot to, even if you think that the aesthetics of the establishment are less than savory for some people. It is really just a good place to be able for guys to go and, you know, get a beer, watch some sports, shoot the shit with their boys, and eat some top-notch wings. Uh, can't think of many other chain wing restaurants that have better wings. So I think it was important for Hero Miserable and Reckless for millions of listeners we have every single week to talk about the importance on why Hooters is a really good spot to eat. And you know what? That's the Southern Spotlight this week, folks. Hooters, give it a shot. You haven't been there. If you know, you know. Fantastic place. Again, let's go. Great place to catch a race, too. If you want, you can go in on Monday if Chase finishes in the top five and you get free fried pickles. Just saying. (laughs) No. That's true. That's true. I'm out. All right. So moving on from uh, Southern Spotlight, again, can't endorse Hooters enough, but moving into <laughs> Florida or the field, speaking of the land brought, of to, Hooters, you brought to you Hooters. by Hooters, <laughs> Hooters going to give us a sponsorship, no free shout outs on MNR. Ryan, <laughs> Florida or the field, take it away. Well, I didn't necessarily do a Florida or the field this time, but... There is a Florida gentleman that I wanted to bring up. And the reason why I wanted to bring him up is because I know that what we've talked about country and cold cans, which is a side podcast that Logan has about all sorts of different country music, red dirt music, et cetera. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> Amazon, everywhere. Podcast is available. There's also a podcast coming soon-ish called the Piggy Bank Pod. And the Piggy Bank Pod, which we have talked about in the past briefly on this show, is all about really exciting things like saving your money, being really intelligent, 401ks. If you're asleep, America, I'm sorry, Dustin took offense to that. (laughs) So I wanted to do the Florida or the field or the Florida man who uh, 
I wanted to bring to everyone's attention because this is a great story and this is sponsored by the piggy bank pod. I think you'll find out why Florida man wins lottery and plans to buy toothbrush. <laughs> Leesburg, Florida. Brian Nelson probably shouldn't use his name for all of our millions of fans that are now going to harass him for all his money. Uh, Brian Nelson is celebrating his recent engagement with a $1 million prize on a scratch-off ticket. But even his fiance seems to question his big plans for the money. You won't believe what he's most excited about buying with his winnings, Emily, his fiance, told Florida Lottery. Nelson, with a laugh, said, I'm just looking forward to upgrading to an electric toothbrush and splurging, <laughs> splurging on a good pair of flip-flops. Nelson... <laughs> 26 of Leesburg in Central Florida won on the $20 gold rush limited ticket that just debuted last month. State lottery officials say he took his winnings on a $795,000 lump sum. The win came just a month after he and his fiance got engaged and he bought the lucky scratcher at a quick mart in Leesburg. So for the record, America, the man won $795,000 is getting engaged turned to his fiance and said, babe, you know what? With this stroke of luck and genius, I plan on getting, maybe I'll splurge and upgrade to an electric toothbrush and maybe I'll replace that old ratty set of rainbows. <laughs> He's going to invest the rest. Oh, man, man. That is awesome. That is incredible. And it kind of dovetails off by it for the piggy bank pod idea. A text I sent you and Melissa a couple weeks ago about the Jeopardy winner being like, yeah, I'm just going to invest it in index funds and CNBC being like, I don't understand. What what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe you guys motto can be like the not sexy pod or the, sorry, we don't have better ideas for you. We had just have a simple three-step plan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Florida or the field, that's your Florida man for this week. Uh, they're not all idiots, apparently. So I wonder which pair you guys want to take a runner on which pair of flip-flops you bought. You think you bought reefs because they're 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 last the longest and have the most cushion. I mean, this seems he seems like a reefs guy. You know, rainbows tend to wear out, you know. I mean yeah, he, but rainbows are the better flip-flop if we're being honest. Flip-flop. Oh, 100 percent But but I mean, if you want to go on dark horse, there's the Sinooks. Oh, you think yeah. he's that's what that's what I got these days. They're they're cheap though. I don't know if that's splurging, but although he's the guy excited about a toothbrush, so. yeah, I mean, he he's excited about a fifty dollars Sonicare. So I mean, <laughs> those might be what this guy thinks is uh is splurging. So and good for him, man. I wish that was my idea of splurging. <laughs> you know, you can always also go to the REI out outdoor store and get some some free water sandals. I haven't heard of this brand. Are they like for like hiking people? No, they're they're cheap sandals, and you know, like they're made out of uh, some recycled crap. <laughs> I don't know, some hippie shit. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Well, everybody in Colorado that is waiting for us to talk about the Pac-12 just tuned out. <laughs> uh, oh well, we'll. I don't know. Dustin, if you've got Sinooks and you think they're cheap, then that's probably what he's getting. He is in Central Florida, after all. <laughs> so, oh, well. There you go. Piggy Bank Pod, Florida, man. 
All right, so moving right along to the next topic. Um, as we know, we're roughly about halfway through the college football season. If anyone who is a loyal listener, and I know most of you are, we made a on our ACC preview uh, for football season this past year on that podcast, we had some bold predictions we talked about. So midseason is like the perfect time to reevaluate our expectations for our teams, <coughs> Ryan. Um, but also to talk about what we got right and what we got wrong in preseason. So I'm going to open the floor, but I'm going to throw it over to the Carolina fan to kind of start things off for that preseason top 12 ranking. That was one of my predictions. I admitted to you guys earlier today when we talked about this being our topic that there's still half of a season left for us to get back to the top 12. So I'm just saying, you know, if we keep... We keep winning out with Notre Dame and, and then I, I take offense, by the way, to the FPI, whatever made up thing you pulled out of your butt earlier that said that <laughs> NC State's most winnable game was Miami, not North Carolina. Our, I mean, no, last our, time I, our, our least winnable game was Miami. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're smoking, but last time I checked, we were all unranked. So whatever. Well, it's a, it's a dumb computer algorithm with people who can't come on and explain to you how the FBI works. It just look up Google, like Mark Park Packer talking about it from ACC network. He gets fired up yeah. and he gets paid by ESPN and West Durham looks at him sometimes like, dude, stop, or you're going to get us fired. Like <laughs> the look on his face is kind of like, uh, can we move on? He keeps trying to move on and Packer will go back to it and start talking shit about the FBI yeah. again. Packer is always like the eye test, the eye test. That's how, that's yeah. how I feel. But we established last week with the baseball thing that apparently, you know, the eye test is not what I'm interested in anymore when it comes to umpires. So anyways, <laughs> that's a whole roundabout way of saying that to answer your question, I think they have a possibility of getting back into the top 20, but are they where I thought they were going to be? No. Did they lose no chance. to the teams? I think they could get in the top 20 for sure. Did no they way. Lose? That's not possible. No way. They there's have to, no way. They have to win out just to probably crack the top 25. Yeah, there's no chance they get in the top 25, period. I'll make that bet right now. Okay. No way. I think a 9-3 and three Carolina team would make it into the top 25. I agree. Carolina is not going to win that many games. What is the, what's the <laughs> What's the remaining schedule for Carolina? Uh, it's Notre Dame this week. It's Wake Forest next week. It's both of those are hard games in theory. Mm-hmm. It's because they're ranked. It's Pittsburgh. Oh, okay, keep going. Pittsburgh the week after. Oh, and three. So yeah, I mean, and then uh, Wofford, the Wofford Terriers. If There's I remember that correctly, got it, got it, got it. And then so, it's NC State. So. American can correct me. No, hold on. American can correct me if I'm wrong, but I did just name the rest of the season. (laughs) Best case. Best case in that scenario is they win three of those five games. That's absolute best case. There's no chance they win out. I'm going to say they go one and five, and I'll put a bet on that. You know, I think in order, in my opinion, on who they have the best chance of beating is Wofford, number one. I actually think it's Wake Forest, too. I think it's State, three then Pitt, then Notre Dame. So the next couple of weeks, I feel like that's why I've scheduled things to do with other people, you know, just in <laughs> case. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, you, you talked about your bold prediction. So what is your mid-season prediction for the final record for UNC? Oh, uh, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't care. Honestly, I enjoy watching the games. That's not an answer. All right. <laughs> no. They're, well, they're four and three, three and three in the conference. You have to give a number wins and losses. What do you think had, it'll be? I had three bold predictions. The other two are definitely going to happen. In my opinion, they are Dan Mullen getting fired. Well, Florida is unranked and that team is just abysmal. Uh, we we're not, we didn't even talk about the Florida Georgia game. We skipped over it and made a vomit comment. So, and, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, Ole Miss who I said would challenge Texas A&M and Alabama. And they're currently in the top 10 and they're very much ahead of Texas A&M. And well, they did not play well against Alabama. Right. And, and Texas A&M did beat Alabama. I mean, you can, you can very feasibly, we all picked Ole Miss to beat a good Auburn team. And we could very feasibly say that that Ole Miss has an outside chance, which we know will not happen to make it to a very good bowl game, such as the game Carolina went to last year, the orange bowl. So let me, let me run through a few more of these. I'll give you a, give you a good one to start. You said Miami would fall off a cliff after, because yep. I went back and listened to what we said yep. so that we could talk about it. Miami would fall off a cliff after Bama. Got that right. I'll give you that. You said the Coastal was UNC and Tex, and that was what it would come down to. That was wrong. Uh, you said State uh, can't beat Clemson, but State is underhyped. Got that wrong. Uh, They're under hype. <laughs> you said, well, okay. First part of that, you got wrong. Sure. Um, you said they Carolina would play Bama or A&M um, in, the orange in bowl. a bowl game. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Um, you were right about Dan Mullen. Hold on. Hold on. Down. We could play A&M. <laughs> Still. <laughs> A&M right now is currently 14th in the country. So I don't They're going to lose chance. again. They're going to lose again. It's like, I'm, then, it's like I'm listening to Mari right now. <laughs> that was then, a lie. And then let's see. There's there's two more I wrote down. Um, sure. You said Indiana <laughs> would be behind Ohio State and Pitt in the conference with Rutgers, whatever their, I guess, East Division or whatever it is. Penn State. Um, Indiana is dead last in their division, actually. Behind and then. Who, Behind Ohio State and who? You said it was going to be Ohio State, Penn State, Indiana. One, okay. two, three. Okay. And then uh, Penn State, to, to your, in your defense, Penn State hadn't lost their quarterback. They might be up there. Sure. Um, and then you said Iowa take down Wisconsin. All right. Iowa's kind of making their push on that side of the conference this year, so we'll give you that. But those were your the picks, your bold or, or – declarations to start Correct. the year. I think I'm doing okay halfway through the year. No, those are solid, no, not, bold not. predictions because they're bold for a reason. You've got some right, you got some wrong, but let's not distract away from the fact that the uh, congressman Dude. from Annapolis, you haven't answered the question. Still got to pick a record. <laughs> what is the midseason final prediction for UNC? Well, I'm going to the NC State game with you. Just give us the record. Hold on. I am. I'm walking through it. <laughs> I'm walking through it. There's a win at NC State. I wouldn't have showed up otherwise. I love being in Chapel Hill for Thanksgiving. I love seeing you, Logan. But I think we can actually win the, the game. I've never well, had the experience at Carter Finley. Game for, uh, yeah. So yeah. I think that's a win. I think Wofford's a win. Uh, I, I mean, I come on. I can't say anything other than I think Wofford's a win. Um, I walked. I'm walking it backwards. Hit. Um, where's the game? Can somebody tell me? 
give me a minute. I will if you want to continue. All right, keep going. Um, then you've got Notre Dame and Wake. I think Wake is winnable, so that's three wins. I think and Wake I th- is very winnable because in the shootout, Sam Howell and that offense. Has I agree. Shot, so. Yeah, and they got into a shootout with Army last week, and then um, it's seventy points. Pitt, by the way, it's at Pitt. All right, I'll give it to Pitt. They've played well all year. They just beat Clemson, even though it was at Pitt, but same difference. And then um, um, Notre Dame, we play up to competition. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say Notre Dame. I picked them to win. But if I'm doing this to be right at the end of the year, three and two. So what does that make us? So four and three right now. So So that's uh, seven and five. Seven seven and five. So all right, car care bowl, here we come. (laughs) <laughs> it's a far cry from the orange bowl <laughs> true at least you don't have to lose to texas a&m again, so. no, that's no, the that's... best part about it is that top 12 and i called out the top 12 comment on the that podcast said no way can't wait for carolina to not be top 12 what would and be that awesome. happened pretty quickly what would be awesome is if they played in the military bowl and I just literally just drove around the corner to go see Carolina play. <laughs> hey, that's a, uh, that's one benefit of a mediocre season. Am I right? Right. <laughs> hey, you get some mediocre teams coming through Annapolis. I've seen Virginia tech way too many times to count. I've seen Maryland a couple times. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Time to call somebody else out. Who else you got? Dustin. Yeah. All right, so moving on to Dustin. Same questions for you. You can talk about your predictions because you're the one who went back and listened to the episode and have the notes. But the questions for you are, what predictions did you get right and what is Duke's record at the end of the year after your midseason reevaluation? Go. Well, all my predictions were right. So none of y'all can repeat what, that. What were they? What were they? Just so we know. Uh, every single one of them were. I don't have to explain myself to you. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, if, if you don't want to say you, them, I can, I can cared, go pull the audio record and have the clip ready to play next our, week. Our producer is not that is not going to put that much effort into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah, our producer will not do that. Um, let's see. Well, my bold predictions were two things. Um, let's see. This is why they were bold. Duke would go to a bowl game, which I didn't believe. That's why I picked it as a bowl prediction. And then Cut would get a contract extension as a result of the bowl game, which I don't necessarily believe is going to happen, although I don't necessarily believe he's going to get fired either. Um, So those were two that are definitely not going to happen, in my view. Watch Cut get a contract extension. I I would rather just not be right about that. Uh, let's see. I'm going to bring up once again, we pulled out the top 12 comment. Can't let that go. And I said, I wasn't going to let it go on that moment when it happened. Um, I, I got one of the ones that I know I got wrong and we're going to have you to blame for this is Cuse. I said, would not win a conference game all year. And you know what? The Hokies dropped the conference game to the Cuse. So that's one. Uh, let's get down here. I was more optimistic on the U train than everybody else. I was like, they're going to overcome that Alabama loss and they're going to overtake the coastal. That ain't happening. Um, let's see. I said that I, I agree with everybody on state. I thought state would have a good year. However, I was like, it's NC state. So I'm sure they'll find a way to NC state it up, which I think is more or less accurate. Um, I said Florida State would eke into a bowl game, 
still possible, but kind of seem unlikely if you look at the rest of their schedule. They'll probably miss it by like a game. But who knows? They beat Clemson this weekend, and we're all wrong about that. Who's to say? Um, let's see. I said Boston College looked good. They're not looking as good right now as they were at the beginning of the season. Um, so that one was wrong. Um, and I said uh, Wake – I didn't say Wake would be the best team in the conference. I'm not going to claim that. I said that Wake would win games that we think that they shouldn't this year because I think they return a lot of players and Dave Clawson was is a, is a competent coach. And, you know, they've obviously performed better than I would have said at the beginning of the year. This will probably but, be his first season in his entire time at uh, Wake Forest that he's ever had a winning record in conference. He's never finished better than four and four until possibly this year. Right. And they may not even do it this year. It's, you know, just because yeah. they had a hot, hot start and a high power offense doesn't mean yeah. they'll do well, it. Well, little, little fun fact that maybe will give you a glimmer of hope for the Duke Blue Devils that the last time uh, Wake Forest started at seven and I was 1944. In their eighth game, they played the Duke Blue Devils and they lost. This year, fast forward 2021, they started 7-0 and their eighth game. Who do they have? The Duke Blue Devils. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, crazier things have happened. Yeah. I mean, it's look, anything's possible. But Duke ain't beating Wake Forest this year. What a sad year. So, 1944, yeah. everyone was away at war. So that's why the Duke won. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Asterisk. <sighs> so we we definitely uh so yeah mixed bag just like everybody else's there's some good things in there then there's some really bad things like trying to bet on miami and never you should never ever bet on miami and then syracuse winning a conference game what the hell <sighs> i thought we kicked them out syracuse is pretty yeah i thought we did too but apparently they stick around like a bad habit Syracuse would have a um would finish four and four if they were in the <clears throat> Why don't you decide, not unlike that Wake Forest North Carolina game a couple of years ago, that the Virginia Tech Syracuse game wasn't a conference game, even though it's a conference game, and then therefore your bet could be correct. <laughs> <laughs> I when was that? that. A co- be so funny. When was that? A couple of years ago that Carolina played Wake Forest on a Friday night. <laughs> the referees decided to do clock ran out of time or something and everyone was like oh so it's a conference loss right nope didn't count it was like wait what they're in the same conference just no, just not, not since, how that worked since we kicked syracuse specifically morgan kicked syracuse out of the conference i don't think it counts as a conference game anymore ipso nope. facto bird law your bet is still correct bird law <laughs> Oh, right. Dustin, last question for you with Duke. What's the final record after the midseason reevaluation? Uh, let's see. Final record. We're sitting at, I know we're over in the conference, but we're sitting at three and four. So three and nine. We're not going to win another football game. We've got, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's unlikely. We've got Wake Tech, Louisville, and Miami. The Tech game is at Tech. Um, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia yeah. Tech is at Tech. I so my early in the season when I said that they, I picked the day. I didn't write this down, but it reminds me now. I said they'd win four games this year, um, and I thought they'd beat Georgia Tech, and they almost did, but they lost that game. So um, now I think that they won't win anything the rest of the way. 
So three nine. Three nine. All right, speaking of coaches that should be fired, let's throw it over to Morgan. Morgan, same <laughs> thing for you, my man. Your bold uh, predictions preseason. Uh, what did you get right? What did you get wrong? And then tell well, me what you think the record will be for the – what is the official name for Virginia Tech, the Virginia Polytechnic Institute of Technology or whatever that long-ass name is you guys have. Whatever, just say Virginia Tech. The Hokies. <laughs> Go Hokies. Um, let's see. They're sitting at three and four, and their remaining games are at Georgia Tech, at Boston College, at home versus Duke, and then at Miami and at UVA. Uh, <clears throat> I say they get one win out of that five. And it's not going to be UVA. It's not going to be UVA. They're going to lose to UVA two times in, in three years, which is – Are they at UVA? Yes. That's going to be tough because Brennan Armstrong is arguably having the second best season of any quarterback in the conference only behind Sam Hartman. Fuck Brennan Armstrong. Kenny Pickett is in yeah, the conference. That, you're not wrong. Kenny Pickett is probably having the best year, but I forget the pits even in the ACC sometimes. <laughs> Understandable. Um, you know, I, I think I said at the beginning of the season that, uh, you know, the only way that that Fuentes was going to be capped as if he won the ACC. And um, that's that's not happening. He'd have to go <clears throat> pretty much to the playoffs to keep his job. That wasn't going to happen, and I was right. Um, he is fired. I'm sure his replacement is already being interviewed as we speak. I guarantee it. So um, as far as my other predictions, I don't – unfortunately, I don't, I don't remember – what my predictions were. Uh, I got you covered, Morgan. Tell me what I said, please. <laughs> you, you said Fuente would be fired. That's happening. I, I believe happening. you're on track for that one. Yeah. Four losses, he's fired. Yeah. You said that as your bold prediction, I believe, that Tech would win the Coastal. But again, bold prediction for a reason. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening. Exactly. Um, you said you'd All win right. more games this year than last year. That was your other bold prediction. That's not happening. Um, I think I, – I didn't look at the numbers for this, but maybe you can tell me. You said the defense improves on yards allowed per game. Um, I, I think we've allowed more yards this year than we did last year. Really? Oh. I thought maybe you'd eke out a, a victory on that one. Um, let's see. You said the UNC would win the Coastal, and there's no other threat on that side of the – conference appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) so wrong wrong on that one very Mm -hmm. wrong on that one i'm very glad you're wrong on that one yeah but it's a happy wrong Um, it really is (laughs) and then you you said will Pitt be good well they won't last year week by week for them and i don't believe in them because of what they did to us last year well it's actually pretty good this year. Yeah, they're so, they're pretty much like they, what six and one and three and zero in the conference. So yeah, good for with them. their fifteenth year senior Kenny Pickett. Yeah, he he was sitting behind super, Dan super Marino, senior. right? I'm pretty sure he sat behind <laughs> Dan Marino. Anyway, we we made similar jokes on the other podcast about Kenny Pickett. Um, and that was all I could get for you. You and Logan had a couple ones that you agreed on, but. Um, it's, it's, strange that I'm, it's, it's strange that I'm not really a, a, really that upset about Tech's 
record right now because it's it's a cleansing period coming. Yeah. You got to take the bad with the good, man. Yeah. That's the, the silver lining is I get a new head coach who will maybe learn how to uh, recruit. Yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. But again, what was the final record you have for Virginia Tech again? Let's see. What are they sitting at right now? They're three and four, I said, right, with five games remaining. So I think they win one more game and lose the other four. So that would make them four and eight. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that'll get you fired. Oh, he's fired. He's not winning five. He's not winning out. Because, I mean, if he won out, whatever, they'd put him eight and four. So, yeah, that's. Well, my question is for you personally, Morgan Irby. If he won out and you guys finished eight and four, would you want to fire him still? Yes. Fair enough. Without a doubt. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not going to fall for for any fucking tricks or anything here. He's 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 gone. Because <laughs> if because if he sticks around, that means his his best friend in the whole world, his lovey blanket, Cornelson, and um, no no recruit wants to come play for that five. Five play, one page of offense. All right, <clears throat> we understand your position on those two. I hope you get, I hope you get one of them interim coaches that then just sticks around for the next three to four years. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do, and hopefully it's a guy who can recruit well and just destroys your Tar Heels for the next three or four years. Hey, Justin, Justin Hamilton, is that his name? Yes. Yeah, his defense definitely destroyed your your team this year. He'd be well, yeah. To be, I mean, hey, I'm not gonna make excuses. You you won, congratulations. <laughs> and week then they one. just COVID. They, no, trust me. They they played exceptionally well in week one, and then completely disappeared the rest of the season. I mean, look, it's not my fault. Your Super Bowl is Carolina. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had they had you guys pinned on their kind of like well all we want to do is beat Carolina we know our coach is fired fuck everything else. <laughs> if Hamilton, Carolina at the time. Yeah, if crazy. Hamilton becomes your coach, he'd be pretty good, I think. He's he won't though. They're gonna want someone with uh, anyway. Let's let's not get into all that. People <laughs> know how they, everyone knows how I feel. We can text about this all Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <Yeah. laughs> all right. So that leaves me. I'm going to turn it over to my brother to uh, kind of lead the discussion, or should we say the rest session on NC State? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's what you said as <laughs> sort of your – it may have been your bold. I don't know. Um, eight and four record is what you predicted for the Wolfpack in the season, which is looking less likely than it was at the beginning of the season, but it's still possible knowing the Wolfpack. You said that you would beat Clemson and UNC, but you would lose to Miami. Got that right. You would lose to Mississippi State. Got that right. And you'd lose to Wake and Boston College. So, Boston College, you got the win. Wake's still on your schedule. Uh, you got UNC still on the schedule, but you did get the Clemson win. So, eight and four. Two of your losses came true. One of them was wrong. And then you got one more to play. And then one of your wins you've got to play here at the end of the season. So that's where we're at. You, well, we'll get to the record at the end, whether you still think eight and four is going to be the record. You also said my, Miami's overhyped again. Um, I was the only Miami defender because somebody had to be. Somebody has to believe in the youth. 
um, they let me down this year. Um, yeah, the used down or something like that. Is that what they say? Um, and then you said UNC was overhyped. You and Morgan agreed on both of those two items, um, which I don't know how that could be true because I think I said Morgan said UNC would win the Coastal. So I may have mistyped that. Sorry about that, Morgan. That's okay. <laughs> So I'm, that's, sure, that's, I'm sure I probably said both, which doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> <laughs> but basically, we I, for yours, Logan, we mostly just talked about NC State has an opportunity to get when they have 10 and 2 talent, but they were going to underperform because they're NC State. And that was mostly the grumble session for the ACC preview for you. So I'll leave it open to you to see how you feel about that now, sitting at this point in the season. Yeah, so... It's tough with this team, man. It is. Like, again, if the defense, if we weren't missing four starters and two of the top five linebackers in the entire conference, I would feel much more confident. But, like, we we always find a way to take, whether we're six and six talent, we can find a way to get seven and five sometimes, maybe eight and four on a good year, have a couple of lucky bounces. We have some years where we have 10 and two, 11 and one talent. We find a way to regress. Um, like Ryan was saying about Carolina playing up and down to the competition. That's been NC State's MO for 25 years. Um, I Mississippi State game. I really wanted to believe that we were going to win that going into that game. But I just, I was like, no, we're, I was like, we are who we are. We're going to lose that game. It's early in the year. It's on the road against a middling to bottom SEC team. We'll, we'll lose that game. We did. I really believed going into the season we were going to be Clemson. And that was before we realized Clemson, you know, was a little down this year by their standards. But, hey, we pulled that off. So, I'm two for two on that. Miami, yeah, I mean, I just didn't feel confident about that one. We lost that one. Boston College, I was wrong on. As you said, we won that one 33-7. But I'm going to say, um, just like I said during the College World Series, when we went into the Super Regionals against Arkansas, and I said we were going to have a, a – uh, a pig roasting session we're going to beat arkansas and everyone in the country laughed at me and my compadres here in wolfpack nation hashtag wpn people for twitter but it's right now we got five games left on the schedule three of them are at home we've played incredibly well at home we've got carolina louisville and syracuse at home i think we take care of business all three carolina's the toughest one of those three malik countingham worries me a little bit but i think we get it done at homecoming then we've got Florida State on the road, and we've got Wake Forest on the road. Plan on being there November 13th in Winston-Salem, but you know what I'm saying right here? Bold prediction midseason, folks. NC State wins out. We're going to go 10-2 and two this year. 10-2 and two talent, 10-2 and two record. Let's freaking go. NC State Atlantic <laughs> Division champions. Take, come, bring it, Kenny Pickett. I'll see you in Charlotte, motherfucker. 10-2 talent with out two linebackers. Got it. Got it. Good to hey, go. Look, if, if we, when we have the full roster and we lose, that just means that when we don't have the full roster, we're going to actually overperform. It's the law of the wolf. Joe Gillio says it on ESPN, the fan all the time. He's a pack grad. He does the show with Joe Ovis. He says that when you expect the most out of the pack, you get the least. But when you expect the least, you get the most. It's the law of the wolf. And then does he do this, the little hand sign? Well, that's <laughs> Texas, but yeah, like this. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get it down before Thanksgiving so I can do the. It this way. <laughs> That's my, so sad. My, my heart says ten and two. My head says again eight and four. But yeah, I'm going with ten and two for the purposes of this podcast. All right, let's do it. You're on the record. Well, like we said, will. This is the year Georgia national title, NC State ACC title, and Atlanta Braves World Series. Let's go. 
I'm comfortable in that world. It won't. It isn't. What's the chances those stars align again? Seriously. <laughs> Chase, right. Elliott, Chase Elliott's in second in the NASCAR Cup <laughs> to Just, tie all the Georgia back in. <laughs> I I do want to mention the group agreed that Rutgers would finish ahead of Michigan, Maryland, and Michigan State. We as a group agreed on that. Not looking so hot right now as Michigan and Michigan State are having good seasons. Jim was the only one who disagreed with us because, as y'all will recall, our buddy Jim was on here for the ACC preview, and he said that he's – and I quote, he said, that is from dreamland, the same place where Tech's national championship is. So <laughs> – he was right on that one. Shout out to you, Jim, for calling that one out. We also told folks, which we've sort of done, we would keep people updated on uh, Coastal Carolina and their going-ons, and maybe we'd be at the Myrtle Beach Bowl this year. Who's uh... Well, the update right now for Coastal Carolina, they're up by seven. Um, two minutes left in the third against Troy. About to get the ball back, and the only thing is, the caveat with that is, so far, their starting quarterback, Grayson McCall, has been injured, but he's, it looks like he's about to re-enter the game in the fourth. So, There we go. Some live updates going on right there. So, well, we may be attending the Myrtle Beach Bowl to see Carolina play. So, hey, look, look everything <laughs> works out. Everything works out, all right? Not an ACC game, but it should be. The reason that we should 100% go to that bowl, though, is because all the bowl predictions say that they think that Coastal Carolina is going to be in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. That would be the perfect reason for us to go to oh, yeah. that. There's really no other reason to go to the Myrtle Beach And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you live and hold you accountable because you said you were doing this, producer. You did reach out for media passes, right? Because we are a accredited media uh, company here. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to do that. I haven't done it yet. I'm trying to draft up the perfect email so that we make sure that we seem the most professional outfit and hope they don't listen to some of these episodes where we just start saying F this and F that. But yeah. If you need some company letterhead, just let me know. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up what we thought about the season. Got some things right. Got some things wrong. I'm glad that some of the things we got right were Carolina not being very good. Just don't want to forget about that. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you, boys. I did go back and listen just so that we could have a little fun with us today. So I'm glad you did because well, that made it a lot easier for all of us. <laughs> Dustin, I think you and I will definitely be having new head coaches next year. Lord's only willing, you know. Your your lips to God's ears, as they say. Yeah, as they say, as we would have uh, probably should have mentioned on that podcast, we were talking about Southern sayings. <laughs> Good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, Morgan. There you go. <laughs> I I uh, I'll, I'll put do this prediction. I'll add this prediction. We can talk about it in bowl times. I think Quinte gets fired, but Cutcliffe finishes out his contract, and then and, yeah, I think he gets another season. I don't think they fire him. I agree with that. That makes sense. I mean, it would be really difficult for Duke to lose both their football coach and their basketball coach in the same year. I mean, that's that's rough for the athletic program. Really just don't want to see that happen. It's all of a sudden, a program in turmoil, you know. It's, it's just, stability, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, stability, like having the number one recruiting class for 2022 under John, the man, Shower. Yeah. What's UNC's recruiting class under their new head coach? We don't pay attention. We don't raise banners for that. 
that's what your football school now. I, I forgot. From the, I, I the forgot Elm you guys. Bakery in California. You, you guys gave it best for your football school now. Working our way there. We have some banners. We have some banners. Yeah. Believing in Matlock. Keep on believing in Matlock. <laughs> It'll be all right. As long as he keeps taking the guys from the, from the, well, we'll leave it at that. No, it's fine. You're like the Redskins in the offseason, winning on the paper and take it to the actual football field. <laughs> and then nothing comes to fruition. All right. So anyway. on that note, let's move into a little bit more positivity. <laughs> I know that last week the title of the episode was the Grumble Sessions. And as much as I love the Grumble Sessions, you know, sometimes we have to have a little bit more sunshine in everybody's lives. So, Dustin, you got to bless your heart. I do. Let's just I'll, – I'll share it real quick with y'all. Uh, Marty and McGee, this one goes out to them. There was a fan who took the Instagram to share how much they meant to him. Um, I'll just read what he posted because I think it – you know, I, I love Marty and McGee. I think they seem like good dudes. And uh, I just, I, this I thought was a, just a perfect example of why they're just awesome guys and how much they mean to people out there. So here it is. This uh, gentleman said, I've been a huge fan of these guys for many, many years now. And they were such a huge relief and help to me during the COVID and job loss debacle I had in April of 2020 and after. It gave me such a great break from reality. And for me, so many laughs. I'd never miss a show. Today only confirmed what I suspected. After the show, they not only signed autographs, took pics, et cetera, but they wanted to spend time with you and talk to you. I'm an even bigger fan now. Unfortunately, I had that moment when you finally meet, uh, when you finally meet the, when he finally met them and said, you know what I'm talking about? Have a great morning in the bluegrass. Go cats. So, um, just to, you know, if you didn't already love those guys, that's just a reminder that they're pretty awesome and they are who they seem like they are on the radio and television. That's pretty awesome. Hey, they keep me going every Saturday morning. I get fired up to – it's one of my favorite things in the world is uh, my wife likes to sleep in on the weekdays or on the weekends, and I always like to come out, and usually we've had the screen doors open. I turn the TV on and I, there's always a battle raging inside of me. Do I keep the volume where it was on, on Friday night or do I turn it down a little bit? Cause I know Ryan McGee is going to come in hey! <laughs> and start screaming. <laughs> what is it? The wake them up crowd or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so I always try and be at least a little bit appropriate, but I got a big smile on my face for the first hour and from there on out. So it's good to hear that those guys are signing autographs and actually just talking to the people in the crowd as opposed to just, you know, Using them out. for, yeah, using them for the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Ryan, and Dustin, and we will see you next week.